On Wednesdays, uh, our first Wednesdays when we gather, uh, we gather to come together to receive communion, to uh, uh, hear, hear from God. And uh, tonight I really believe that God's put something in my heart that I want to share with you. And, and I, think that, uh, I think that He has a word for us as a church. And, uh, and so I want to share it with you, and, and here's, here's what I want to talk to you about, God's greater plan. Uh, I think he has a greater plan than what we may be uh, understanding right now or may be living right now. I know this, and, and, and it's, my in, it's my endeavor to always uh, discover what God's saying and to understand what he's saying, but I know that he's always doing so much more than what I think he is. I understand that. Uh, Paul says we, we, we see in a part, know in a part. Uh, and so there's, there, you know, we're, we're, just, we're, we're just endeavoring to navigate through, through life. And, and I'm no different than you. I, I, got, I get the privilege of getting up every day and seeking God and walking with Him throughout the course of the day. And, and, uh, and so, you know, I'm, 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 I'm where you're at. Uh, but I do know that God does speak to His people. And I do know that he speaks to me and he, he, he shares things with me. And I'm not saying that I hear an audible voice. Uh, it's uh, something that I get in my spirit, just a knowing in my, in, in my knower, what I call my knower. And God enlightens me in my knower. And I just have a, a knowing of what God's saying at that moment or this, this season of life. And I just, I, I just know that God's taking, her, taking us into greater things. He, he is. He's taking us into greater things. And what's that look like for you individually? I believe what he, anything that he does for his church, it, it starts for us in our own hearts. And then it moves out into our lives and our families. And then uh, it, it impacts our church. And our church impacts the community. And the community impacts the world. And that's how it is. It's almost a ripple effect. And so I know that he's working in your life. I do know that. I know that. I know that God's doing things. I'm, I'm walking with a lot of you, and, and we're talking, and I, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing the things that God's already doing in your life, and I'm so grateful for that. And I believe we just live in a, 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 a time and a season that, of life that is tremendous. I don't know. Uh, I, I really believe that we are in the end of the Last of the last days, I think we're there. I, I'm not going to say that it, it's going to happen. I guess we'll see, right? Uh, but I think we ought to live as, it, as if it is. And, uh, and, and, and though it's getting dark out there and there's a lot of darkness, uh, I think that light shines best in darkness. And I think that we're going to just continue to shine brighter and brighter, brighter. And I'm seeing such a hunger in in, in our people and, and people in general, and, and I just love that. I love that. I just spent a couple of days in a conference in, in, at uh, South Lake at Gateway, and, and there were people from nations all over the world, and uh, one of the things that they did is they did a, uh, they did a set where they brought uh, a song, and they brought people from all different nations. I mean, South Korea, uh, Ireland, and I mean, it was just, I mean, it was, that platform was lined, and, and each one came and sang in their dialect, and it just was so, so moving. It was the same song, but sang in their dialect, and the thing that I saw is that people love God across this globe. 
And God's moving in a mighty and a powerful way across this globe. And I think, I think that we're going to see some amazing, 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 amazing things in the days to come. Uh, and I believe with all my heart, I believe with all my heart that it's going to be happening through his body. That it's going to be happening through not, not you know, just pastors. Uh, it, I believe it's going to be happening through his body. That people are, God, God's going to be using us in mighty, powerful ways. He already is. But we're just, I, I believe he's, the people, there's billions of people. It, it can't be just a few people that's going to touch the billions. It's going to take, a, it's going to take his body. It's going to take the church. I believe that the church is the hope of this world. I don't think government's going to be any need that is out there. There's not any organization or organizations as good of organizations that are out there. Uh, we, bring, we bring Jesus to the scene. We bring, uh, we bring life change, life-giving, eternal change onto the scene. Don't you know? And uh, I think that he's going to use young and old alike, that we're going to see young people in these last days uh, step up and, and do mighty things. And, and I'm really excited about that next generation ministering. And we're doing that. We're, we're focusing as a church and equipping that. So there's greater, greater things uh, about to take place. And so I just wanted to start off with that. I want to take you to Genesis chapter 3 and, and uh, lead off with that and just talk about that for just a moment. Genesis chapter 1, excuse me. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, and, and it's a scripture that I brought out a couple weeks back on the Chatterbox series. And I, I just want to bring out a couple of things in this uh, really quick and then move on to what I have in my heart. Uh, it says, so then God, verse 27, so then God created man in his own image. We're created in the image of God. You and I are created in the image of God. Uh, we, we reflect God here on this earth. And, and here's the thing, that we, we shouldn't just reflect Him in image. We're going to find out later that we need to reflect Him in works, in the things that we're doing here on this earth. The, the, the ministry that takes place here on this earth needs to be reflected from our lives. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. And there's things that God's going to be doing through us in a, in a mighty way. So we're created in, in uh, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And uh, I brought out a couple of weeks back that there's three things that God created us for. First of all, we see here that he created us to be productive. And it's not on the screen. It's not on, I don't have those points on there. But he created us to be productive, that we're to be ground gainers, not maintainers in life. That we're to be fruitful, producing things. And I believe one of the things that we need to be producing big time is life change in the lives of others. I think that we ought to see people being get. Uh, being set free. We need to be seeing people saved. We need to be seeing people move into the next, uh, the next step that God has for them because of our, our, our life impacting their lives. And so we're to be fruitful. We're to be productive in our lives. Second thing, we're to be influential. 
God created us to be influencers. He said, he, said, he said this. He said to fill the earth and subdue it. Have influence all over the earth. Everywhere we go, we need to be purposeful uh, in, in gaining influence in the people's lives that are around us. And we need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. We need to step out of our, our comfort zones and start developing relationships intentionally so that we can help them to God and then in the things of God. How many agree with that? I mean, God created us to subdue this earth, to fill this earth, to be influencers here on this earth. Third thing here that we see is he said, he, t- he tells us that we are to have dominion all over this earth. That we're to be leaders. He created you and I to be leaders here on this earth. Uh, I don't, you may not look at yourself as being a leader, but leaders are influencers. And leadership is influence. And if you're influencing people, uh, I, in which you are, uh, statistically the most in, uh, introverted individual on the face of the, this earth in their lifetime will influence about 10,000 people. There will be 10,000 people that will make decisions based on their influence on, on, uh, uh, on their life. And, and so, so we're all leaders on some level, and God created us to be leaders. I think all of us want to help people, help people in God, help people in the things of God, so God created us to be leaders. And uh, don't you know that the enemy wants to stop that and keep that from happening? Don't you know that he's out to kill, steal, and destroy your potential of, of being productive, your potential of being an influencer, your potential of being a, a leader here on this earth? He's out to try to do that. We need to recognize that. We need to stop him and, and tell him, no, you're not going to do that. I'm going I'm to enter into the greater things that God has for me. And God does have greater things for us as a church. And I believe it starts with all of us individually that we have to recognize uh, who God created us and made us to be. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about what it takes to have uh, God's greater, greater, greater uh, uh, plan in our life take place. What does it really take to make that happen? But before I do, I want to take you to John's Gospel, John chapter 14, verse 11. John 14 Verse 11, I want to start there. Jesus speaking says, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Notice that. He says, if you don't believe that I'm in the Father, believe me for the works sake, for the things that I'm doing here on this earth, for the anointing of God, the power of God, the change that I'm making in the lives of others, believe me for that. Believe in me for that. And what's most uh, uh, important in this passage, and I'm going to continue on in the next verse, is that he turns the focus off of him and he puts the focus on you and I. And really, I believe here he, he's introducing to us that he's empowering us to do his ministry here on this earth. That he's not only delegating, but he's empowering us to do it so that people's lives can be impacted in the way that uh, he impacted lives so that people would believe on him. And, and we need to not be timid about bringing Jesus on the scene. We need, to be, we need to be carriers of the presence of God and the power of God and the anointing of God into the lives of others. And I understand, I understand if you've not operated in, 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 in that, uh, it starts today. 
you, 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 can make, you can make a decision today. I'm going to be a vessel that you can use, God. I don't know anything. I may not know anything, but I, I'm willing to learn. I may have never ever prayed for somebody. I've never maybe ever stepped out and, and, and shared something that you've put in my heart to tell somebody, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, to, to see you make a life-giving difference in the lives of others, an eternal difference. And it starts there. And here's where he shifts that focus. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And get this. And greater works than these he will do because I go to, the, I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, we understand it hopefully, that it's not in ourselves can we do these works. We know that it takes the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. We know that it's the Holy Spirit in our lives and having relationship and walking with Him and allowing Him to use us in the lives of others that that we're able to accomplish these not only works, but greater works, the greater things that He has for us. And I really believe in my heart, listen, folks, that God has something greater for us that we're about to enter into. And I don't understand it. I don't, I don't know it. I felt like God gave me a word for next year. And I'm, 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 already, I'm already just anticipating God unfolding some of those things. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, and, and we're going to... Here's what I felt like he put in my heart is that we... Uh, that he's going to do the unexpected next year. And, and there's going to be some unexpected things in, in a good way that is just going to kind of boggle us. We, uh, we may have not expected that he was going to use us so mildly, so powerfully, so wonderfully in the lives of others. But because even today, because we received his word, the word of the Lord into our hearts, we are positioning ourselves to be used by him. Are you with me today? Can we join arms? Can we walk into the future, into, into tomorrow, into the rest of this evening, into tomorrow, into the weeks to come, years to come, and doing what God has, those greater things that he has for us? Can we lock arms and do that? Can we be empowered by the word of God, by the authority that he's given me as the, 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 the senior leader over this home, this, this church, and, and, and I'm empowering you? Can we go together and do this together and see lives change? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And there's greater works that he has for us. Greater deeds, greater doings, greater labor, great, greater results, greater tasks. That's what that word works means. Greater things. And so what does it take? What does it take to make it happen? Because I want to be right in the middle of it. How about you? And I believe that Jesus, he, he told us what it's going to take to, to enter into those great, that greater plan that he has for us. Uh, I, I talk to people all the time of different age, ages and d- different age groups, and and I don't care what age you are, uh, you're not done until you're done. I think as long as you're here on this earth, you 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 you're not through with the purpose of God in your life. Until you check out, you're not checked out. And and if you have checked out. You're already dead. You just haven't made it official yet. So, so, so get with the program. Amen? Amen. 
And uh, too, many, too many people have checked out and they ain't even gotten started yet. And that's not our church. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 9. Here's the subscription. The, the, I believe what it's going to take to enter into, to have, to experience those greater, that greater plan that God has for us. Jesus said this. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. I think there's, there's some things that are said that that's, was stated here that Jesus stated that, that tells us what we can do to be positioned to be used in greater things, to have those greater things that God has for us. So what does it take to have God's greater plan take place in us and through us, not only individually but as a church what's it going to take number one i believe it takes it takes desire for jesus i mean a deep desire for jesus he says if anyone desires to come after me i think it starts with jesus i want you and as i was preparing for this and i was thinking about this i was thinking i was thinking you know what one of the things that i look for in empowering people for ministry and giving them authority and and just giving them greater things and and entrusting greater things to them one of the things that i look for is that i look for them that pursue me pursue my heart and uh and that have my heart and when i know somebody is pursuing my heart to know my heart to really know my heart and that, that, that has gained my heart, it's so easy for me to say, I can trust you with this. And I think it's no different with the Lord. I think that the more that we pursue him, those that delight in the Lord, he will give them the desires of their heart. The more that we delight in God and pursuing his heart, the more that he can entrust to us because we're trustworthy. God's a, he's a steward. Understand this about God. God's a steward. Uh, that's why he tells us to steward our lives, steward our money, steward our, our time, steward everything in our life because he is a steward. He says, if you'll be faithful with little, I'll make you ruler over much. He says, if you, the reason is, is because he's a steward. He doesn't want to give something to somebody that's going to waste it. And so, so what's he looking for? First of all, he's looking for desire for him, a love for him, a a. a, a, a he's looking for somebody that's pursuing his heart. One of the things that we hear constantly as a church is the, and the comments that the churches, uh, that people uh, say as far as church on the move is, is just the love and the, and the, uh, just the presence of God and the power of God and, and, and the life change that has taken place when they come into church on the move. And I'm going to tell you, I believe with all my heart it's not just because of me, but it's because we have a, we have a lot of people that are pursuing God. Amen. Young and old, that excites me. And, and God can say, okay, I can entrust you with more people. And guys, is, we, we need not lose that. We need to guard our hearts with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues or the, the, the borders, the boundaries of life. We need to guard that and, and that heart, that desire that has for God because you can lose your passion and it, it, it can be done in the busyness of life we can lose that 
And we need to guard that. One of the things that the enemy will do in our lives is he will get us so busy or so distracted that we, we pull away from and drift from, let me rephrase that, we drift from our, our desire for God. Let me, let me give you a couple of scriptures here. Uh, Psalm 73, verse 24 and 25, it says, You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. I like that. NIV says, I mean, a New Living Translation, to a glorious destiny, to greater things, a greater plan, greater works, greater deeds, greater manifestations of what God wants to do in and through our lives. God has some glorious things for us, for our families, for our church. We want people to experience God. We, we, we so want, that's my cry, my heart, I, want, I so want people to experience God. Because I know that when God becomes a reality in their life, all these other things that have them bound up will start to fall off. If he just becomes real, more real than anything else, then all these other things will fall off in their life. And it goes on to say, when I, uh, Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. Listen to the psalmist. This, I desire you more than anything. Anything. Anything in life. Uh, Psalm 27, 4. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. We need to have a strong desire for God. A passion, I would even go that far, a passion for God. I believe if we have that desire, then God say, God says to us, I can entrust this to you. I can entrust greater things to you. As a church, how's God going to entrust to us hundreds and even thousands of people? I think it starts here. I think it starts by desiring God strongly and, and passionately with all our hearts. Amen? Second thing I want to share with you here that's in that uh, scripture that we, we looked at earlier in, um, in Luke chapter 9 is that it takes us denying self. It takes denying self. I know that that's not popular, but it's part of the process. We, I, I don't think that we can be selfish and, and, and still be in position to be used for greater, greater things for God. I think we've got to take our attention off of us and put it on God and others. I, I think that if we'll do that and we'll begin to live our life, Jesus said it at the close of that, anybody that holds on to their life will lose it. You're going to lose the potential, the greater things, the things that God intended for your life, those things that he wanted you to reflect that is his nature here on this earth, that if we'll hold on to selfishness and it being all about us and, and really not much about God or some about God and, and not much or some about others, if we hold on to it and make it about us, then we, we lose out on those greater things that God has for us. And so we have to den- deny ourselves. Uh, deny means to say no. How many of us are constantly saying no to ourselves on a regular basis and saying yes to God. 
And that's the question that we need to be asking in ourselves. And here's the, here's the thought that came to me is that we've got to be very, very, very good at leading ourselves. If we can't lead ourselves well, then it's going to be very difficult at leading others. So how are we doing? How are we doing in that checkup? How are we doing at leading ourselves? I don't think I need to spend a whole lot of time on this because I think it, it's, it explains itself very well just to deny ourselves. We, we need to discipline ourselves. We need to be very disciplined. The word disciple means a disciplined follower of Christ. We need to just allow God to work that in us. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, and, and self-control is the last part of the fruit. And that's where the Holy Spirit helps work that in us, where we, we can control ourselves, our passions, our desires that are unhealthy and, and wrong in our lives. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, it says, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So we have to discipline ourselves. We have to say no and say yes. And, and it's just as much a discipline to say yes as it is to say no, by the way. And, and so we need, to, we need to be saying yes to the right things, no to the wrong things. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's move on. La, uh, the next thing that he, he said in Jesus speaking to us and what it's going to take to have those greater things, that greater plan for us, is that we're to take up our cross daily. Take up our cross daily. That, that, what, what this means, it means taking, in, it, means ta- it, it takes carrying Jesus' cause daily. I looked up that word cross in the Greek, and one of the meanings of that word cross is cause. The cause of Christ. The cross is, is the cause, the mission, the, the purpose of Christ that we need to pick up daily and carry. And, 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 and carry. When I think of carrying, I don't think of something uh, hard. I don't think because his burdens are light. Amen? Amen? His burdens are light. I don't think of it being hard to carry. I think of something like... Uh, I'm, carrying, I'm carrying the purpose that he's given to me to a generation that I'm living in. I'm, I'm carrying it and I'm, I'm, I'm taking it from the heart of God and I'm moving it into the lives of others. I'm carrying it to someone else. And I'm bringing that, that cause into the lives of others so that they can experience God. And not only am I to do that and carry it to people, but I'm to do that daily, that this needs to be the focus of my life. And once again, I believe with all of my heart that the, that the, uh, that the, uh, that the church is the hope of this world. I really believe that, that we're the body of Christ. When Jesus was here walking on this earth, he was, the, he was the body at that time carrying God's plan and purpose here on this earth. Now when he went, he, he made us his body and we're the body here on this earth doing what God wants us doing here. Amen. We're the body. Too often when we say that, we don't see it. We don't understand it. But I want us to get a revelation. You are the body of Christ here on this earth. We're the ones to, we're the ones to bring healing. We're the ones to bring deliverance. We're the ones to bring salvation. Can we do it? In, it no, we're, we're the conduit. We're the body that he uses here on this earth to do that. Wow. Thank God somebody recognized that and reached into my dark world 
and snatched me out of that life of destruction I was heading in and told me that there was a better way to live, that that miserable life that I was entangled in was not the life that God had for me, that there was a greater plan that he had for me. And Jesus Christ was that plan. That individual, that roofer, that was a part of a local church, that roofer, he carried his cross to me. He carried the cause of Christ to me. And then one day, at his many, many invitations, one day I finally said, yes, I'll go to church with you. And I heard the gospel and the, the power of God, the spirit of God, the word of God changed me for eternity. Amen. Transformed me, took me and translated me out of the kingdom of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of light. And I've never been the same, nor do I ever want to be. Amen. And that's, that's what we're here for, you and I. Don't take lightly, don't take lightly Christianity. Don't take lightly your, your responsibility. But I'm shy. I understand. I've never been there, but I understand. That happens. <laughs> I've, I've been ignorant, and I didn't know what to say, and I had to step out. But I just know that this is all of us. We're all the body. And, 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 and there's a group of people. There's people that God wants to use you in. It may not be, you know, like your neighbor, but God has a plan for you. He has something that he wants you to do. And in this body, in this body of believers in growing a life-giving church that reaches the lost disciples of found and equips the next generation. I hope you're being stirred today. Acts 20, 24, the Apostle Paul, out of the Amplified, says, But I do not consider my life as something of value or dear to me, so that I may, with joy, finish the course and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus, to testify faithfully of the good news of God's precious, undeserved grace, which makes us free of the guilt of sin and grants us eternal life. That's not only been given to Paul the Apostle, but that's been given to me, to you, to every Christ follower of Jesus Christ. And I believe if we're going to enter into those, those greater things, we're going to have to pick up our cross. We're going to have to be willing to carry that cross or that cause or that, that message to other people. Fourthly, and I close with this. It takes following Jesus wherever, whenever. The last thing that he said is says, follow me. Not only are we to, not only are we to uh, desire him, not only are we to uh, move out of that place of desire into a place of denying ourselves, not only are we to pick up our cross, but he says, follow me. Uh, and when I thought about this, I thought, you know, this means, this means whenever, when, where, wherever. It means that he's going to sometimes ask us to go to a neighbor. He's going to ask us to go to a co-worker. Sometimes he's going to ask us to go to a family member or a friend. And, and sometimes it's going to be very uncomfortable. Sometimes you don't know what to say. All you know is you've got a, 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 a compassion for that person. And you just need to do it. And you just need to start following 
and trusting him. And it may be the most awkward time in your speculation, but in their, in their life, it may be that they're just ripe for harvesting. Amen? And God has that for you and I. Follow me. Following requires motion. Following requires change. Because you've got to change locations. You've got to change. And I'm not talking about moving, that type of thing. I'm just talking about you just, you move from where you're at. You, can't, you cannot be stuck where you're at and be effective. Uh, I, I was under the uh, past couple of days under some tremendous pastors, probably five of the uh, biggest churches, some of the most influential churches in America this, this, this past couple of days. Uh, Bill Hybels, uh, Pastor Robert Morris, Bill, Pastor Bill Hybels, uh, Pastor Todd Mullins, uh, Pastor Jimmy Evans, and uh, Pastor Chris Hodges. And uh, just, you know, as I listen to them, uh, one, of the, one of the constants that you hear, and, and Pastor Bill Hybels was talking about leadership, and he was talking about what it takes. And, and uh, for, the, for uh, uh, church and churches, there's leaders that quit, they, they, they quit growing. And some, some people are, are not able to continue on in the journey. And, he has to, and some of the hardest things that they have to do is, is, is replace leaders because they become maintainers instead of ground gainers. And in other words, they get stuck. They quit following. They quit growing. They quit, they quit gaining. And, and he, was, he, he laid out some things, uh, Pastor Bill Hyvels. He says, you've got to read everything on leadership, you know, he's just talking about growth and what it takes so that we don't get stuck and, and uh, that we need to just keep getting better. We just, as leaders, we need to get better. That we can't just uh, think that we've arrived. We haven't. We, we're always learning. That's why I, I go and I, I went to this conference just so I could be challenged. I don't want to get stuck. I don't want to get stuck. Uh, he says, go where leadership is taught where you can experience greater than you. And, 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 and if you're not experiencing that greater, that, that, you know, greater leaders and greater people, then you're going to get stuck because we encourage one another. It's part of our mission is to encourage one another in the things of God. And then he just gave a whole list. And, uh, and I just want to close with this because I'm out of time. Um, Luke chapter 9, verse 57 through 62, it says, Now it happened... So they journeyed on, on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Get this. Jesus said to him, foxes have holes, birds have air, uh, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, follow me. But he said, and he, listen to this contradiction, Lord, let me first. Lord, let me first. Now, if he's Lord, then you're not first. If he's Lord, he's first, then we follow. Does that make sense? Yes. Notice here, he says, Lord, let me first go bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury his own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another, another said to him, uh, and another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first. And, and I, can, I can continue on and read it, but 
I, I'm going to just stop here because this is, this is the, how I want to end this. If we're going to truly follow him, then he's got to be first and not us. We, we, we've got to quit saying, Lord, in other words, you're first. Let me first. Too often, too many times, the reason we're not experiencing greater things is because we're saying, Lord, let me first. Let me first do this. Let me first take care of this. Let me first accomplish this. Let me first, let me first, let me first. And, God, and God's saying, but I can't, I'm moving. There's motion here. I can't stop and wait on you. We're, I've got a plan that I need executed, so you need to be following. So for you to be first is for me not to be first. And for me not to be first means that you're not following. And if you're not following, then how can I lead you into greater things? Amen? Did that speak to anybody this evening? Father, I just thank you for tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to apply this to our lives, to our hearts, 